Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I've talked before about how people who are in the military have special rights granted to them because of the situation they're in. And by the situation they're in, I mean that many people in the military wake up one day and get told, oh, by the way, we're going to go to the other side of the planet. We got stuff to do over there. <laughs> Sorry, you got to go. And you don't have much choice in the matter. And you go. And that's, that's the job you have. And that's your duty. And that's your calling. That's great. But there are legal issues that arise. And uh, I've talked about this briefly before, but this is interesting from the Department of Justice. And I've got the uh, press release in my hands here. General Motors Financial has agreed to pay over $3.5 million to resolve Service Members Civil Relief Act claims. So Service Members Civil Relief Act, that is a federal statute that says specifically if you are in the military, you are protected from certain types of legal actions or you might be subject to them, but the person pursuing you must jump through different hoops. And if they don't, they're violating federal law. And so GM Financial has been accused of that. The Justice Department announced that GM Financial has agreed to pay over $3.5 million to resolve allegations that violated the Service Members Civil Relief Act, the SCRA, by illegally repossessing 71 vehicles that belonged to service members and by improperly denying or mishandling over 1,000 vehicle lease termination requests. And so it turns out, among other things, if you're in the military and you're stationed at a fort and you're there and you need a vehicle to get around, you go to the local dealership and you lease a vehicle. And suddenly you get orders. Our country needs you on the other side of the planet. Uh, they got to let you out of that lease, believe it or not, if you contact them and go through the right channels. And if they don't let you out of that lease, again, they're breaking the law. Members of our armed forces should not have to suffer financial hardship as a result of their service to our nation. That is an attorney uh, working for the Department of Justice named Kristen Clark. The Civil Rights Division remains steadfast in its commitment to enforcing laws that safeguard the rights of our service members so that they can devote their energy and attention to the defense of our country. The last thing the service members should be worried about while deployed is paying off vehicle leases they don't want and can't use. It's another attorney speaking for the uh, Department of Justice. As members of our armed forces put their lives on the line for our country, we're determined to protect their rights here at home. SCRA is a federal law that provides certain legal and financial protections for service members and their families. The law prevents an auto finance company or a leasing company from repossessing a service member's vehicle without first obtaining a court order as long as the service member made at least one payment on the vehicle before entering military service. The SCRA also allows service members to terminate a vehicle lease early after entering military service or receiving certain qualifying military orders. If a service member terminates a vehicle lease under the SCRA, the leasing company may not impose any early termination charges and must refund within 30 days any rent or lease payments paid in advance. So the first thing to know about here is that it requires a court order for a repossession. If you read the documents you signed when you leased or purchased a vehicle with a lender such as this, it'll say right in there, if you go into default, we have remedies, referring to the lender. And among our remedies is that we can retake the collateral and we can do so without notice to you and without a court order. So you're not making your payments. One day you look out your window and your car is gone. Uh, and it was repossessed by the lender. 
And they then notify and say, we repossessed your collateral. We, we had to take it back so you weren't making payments. Now, they can do that without a court order in a typical setting, but they can't if you're in the service. And I've mentioned before, as an attorney in Michigan, I've filed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of lawsuits. And a lawsuit, of course, is a complaint, which is served with a summons. And I draft the complaint and sign it, submit it to the court, and the court stamps it. But then I also get a summons from the court, and I've got to fill out a form to get that summons. And one of the things I have to attest to when I fill out that form and submit it to court is I must swear that this person I'm suing is not in the military. And they also ask, is this person over the age of 18? So there's certain things I got to know about who I'm suing. And so a big financial company like GM Financial knows that this law exists. Every attorney knows it exists. Because when we fill out the summons and complaint and we see this thing that says, I certify this person's not in the military, probably the second or third day you're a lawyer, you ask somebody, excuse me, why do they ask me that? Oh, there's a law that says if they're in the military, they get treated differently. Oh, okay. But I remember learning this very, very early on. I'm not sure if I learned it in law school because this is more of a nuts and bolts kind of thing that we may have picked up later. But I, I, <laughs> I'm just telling you that you certify the person's not in the military. It's never become a problem for me because the bulk of my lawsuits are against car companies. They're not against individuals. But if you were a lender, particularly lending money in areas around military installations, you'd become very sensitive to this. You should know that this exists. You should also notice it says things like terminating a vehicle lease and refunding certain fees, including if the lease was prepaid. There are people out there who will lease a vehicle for, say, three years and prepay the whole thing. And just at the end of the three years, they turn it back in. But if they get shipped overseas, for instance, and they're in the military, well, they turn the vehicle back in, they're entitled to the unused portion of that lease. The Justice Department began investigating GM Financial after receiving a complaint about a potential violation involving a U.S. Army Chief Warrant Officer in September of 2017, he received orders to deploy overseas for 10 months, and he requested that GM Financial allow him to terminate his vehicle lease early, pursuant to the SCRA. Now, they told him that they would do that, and they approved it. And he returned his vehicle to the dealer, but months later, while deployed, he received a letter from GM Financial saying he owed them over $15,000 they demanded that he pay. $15,000 to cover the entire remaining period of the lease, as well as costs associated with the disposal of the vehicle. So they treated it like it was simply a voluntary surrender. And uh, what's weird about this, keep in mind, that they say now they discovered that this happened quite a few times with 71 repossessions and over 1,000 vehicle lease termination requests, and yet it was all triggered by one guy making one complaint, which suggests that many people didn't know this law existed. So if you are in the military or you know somebody who is, please let them know that this does exist. And uh, there's going to be somebody they can consult, uh, some kind of uh, legal liaison they're going to have available to them that they ask about this, I would suspect. But um, in a complaint filed in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Texas, the department alleges that since 2015, GM Financial has improperly denied service members lease termination requests, charged service members improper early termination fees, or lease amounts after the date of termination, and failed to provide service members timely refunds of lease amounts they paid in advance. The department alleges that GM Financial's failure to properly handle these requests resulted in over 1,000 SCRA violations. The complaint also alleges that since 2015, GM Financial 
has unlawfully repossessed 71 vehicles owned by SCRA protected service members. Under the consent order, GM Financials agreed to pay $3.5 million to the affected service members and a $65,000 civil penalty to the United States. GM Financial will also pay at least $10,000 to each of the 71 service members whose vehicles were unlawfully repossessed. So unlike a class action, these people here are getting substantial relief. For the service members who were charged an improper fee when they terminated their vehicle leases, GM Financial will refund the fee and will pay additional damages of three times the fee or $500, whichever is greater. Treble damages. Service members whose request to terminate their vehicle leases were improperly denied or receive a refund of certain payments, plus up to $5,000 in additional damages. The order is, uh, also requires GM Financial to repair the service member's credit, provide SCRA training to its employees, and implement policies and procedures that comply with the SCRA. So it's suggesting that they were doing this because they didn't know any better. They should have trained people better. GM Financial is a wholly owned subsidiary of General Motors and provides financing for vehicle sales and leases. In 2021, GM Financial had revenue exceeding $13 billion. You may recall in the old days, there was a GM AC, which is also a finance arm. They spun that off and it became Ally. And then they started another one, GM Financial. This case is handled by the Civil Rights Division Housing and Civil Enforcement Section with the assistance of the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Northern District of Texas. Uh, and since 2011... The Justice Department has obtained over $480 million in monetary relief for over 123,000 service members through its enforcement of the SCRA. For more information about that, you can go online to servicemembers.gov, servicemembers.gov. This information, like I said, coming straight from the press release. And there's always somebody in the audience. <laughs> Bless them. There's always going to be somebody on the other side of this who's going to say, Steve, you know something? I, I, I'm not a big bank or anything like that, but I'm curious. Is this fair to GM Financial? So in other words, you, you want to go after a service member, and, and you know they're a service member, and they, they stop making payments in their car. They stop making payments in their car. Why can't they retake their collateral again? Well, a couple things, not the least of which is that people in the military are often deployed far away. But number two, they often live lives that don't follow the nine-to-five pattern with weekends off like many other people's lives do. So if I have a job where I, I, I don't know, work at a gas station, I might work five, six days a week with regular hours. And then other than that, I get some time off, and it's all very, very predictable. If I'm in the military, I might be sleeping in barracks with no time to myself, ever, at least never off the base for a while. It depends on what portion of the military I'm in, what stage I'm in. And my life ain't my own. My life is actually feels like belonging to somebody else who gets to tell me what to do, when to do it, how high to jump. And so the part of the law that says that you cannot repossess a vehicle without a court order implies that you can still repossess the collateral if it's right for you to do so, but you've got to go through a legal process. And that legal process is not that complicated. So what you would do is instead of having the box checked saying this person is not in the military, you would leave that box unchecked and you'd notify the court this person is in the military. So the court's going to first say to you, number one, you have to serve them and make sure they get served. Because I can serve somebody, if I know their address, 
their home address. I go to their house with a process server, and the process server tries to serve the person. They serve them great. If they don't serve them, they can come back and say, we tried to serve them, we can't find them. We can do alternate service, where we mail it to them, tape it, do all kinds of things like that. But if they're in the military, how do you serve them then? Now, there will be a way to serve them, but you can't just have a process server walking around a military base trying to hunt somebody down, especially when they're all dressed alike. (laughs) But there will be a process to get them notified. And then, once they're notified, the court will work with them to make sure they can participate. And that's the whole point. And we've talked about this before. Concept of due process. Concept of due process gets thrown around a lot as a phrase. Everyone thinks you're entitled to due process. The question is, what's due process? What is due process? And due process is often defined simply as notification of what's being done and an opportunity to be heard or an opportunity to participate. So if there's going to be a court hearing about you, they got to tell you about it and you get to attend and participate. That's it. That's due process. So they don't tell you about it or they don't let you attend. That's not due process. So if they want to retake the collateral because they think you've breached a contract, let's suppose you're in the military and you are just stationed at a fort in America, at an actual military base in America. Okay? You decided to stop making payments because you mistakenly thought that the SCRA meant that you don't have to make payments anymore. So... They want to retake the collateral and try to protect themselves financially. They file the complaint with the court. They say this person is in the military. Court says, okay, get them served. They get you served. And then they bring you into court, however it can be done to work for you. So if you're local and you can come to court, you come to court. If you're not local, then they'll probably make some arrangements for you to attend via Zoom or whatever. But they'll, they'll work something out. And then when you're in court, the judge is likely going to ask, why aren't you making payments on that car? Do you intend to make payments on that car? Do you still want the car? And is there some reason why you think that the SCRA applies to you? And if it doesn't, then they can retake the collateral, but they can only do it with a court order signed by the court, and the court's probably not going to sign that order until they actually hear what's going on and let the service member participate. That's all. That's all. So... It is extra hoops to jump through, but it's obviously designed to protect service members. And we've talked before about the situation where there were repo companies operating in and around military bases, routinely snagging cars that were owned by people in the military. And the argument there was, well, they're not making payments. And the argument here is, well, the law says (laughs) before you snag that car, you got to get a court order. And by the way, it's not that hard to get the court order. There's just going to be a hearing first. That's the point. So GM Financials agreed to pay over $3.5 million to resolve service members' Civil Relief Act claims. Uh, the allegation is that they repossessed 71 vehicles improperly, and they may have mishandled as many as 1,000 vehicle lease termination requests. Unbelievable. Questions or comments? Put them below. Let's talk to you later. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Every man has his follies, and often they are the more interesting thing he has got.